Thank you for calling the Insomniac's Almanac. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Please listen to the following options. If you would like to contribute to the events of the week, please press 1 to speak with Mary Ackerman. This week's theme is, What would you talk about if you were on the Graham Norton Show? Please be aware that laugh tracks will be automatically played after each pause to add to the effect. Breathe wisely. If you would like to speak to someone about the restless rendezvous of the week, please press 2 to speak with Taj Hussein. The restless rendezvous will take place this Saturday at the Sun Valley Skate Park. Join us for a fun night of paintball and mural painting. Winner of the paintball will receive a guest basket of movie tickets and melatonin. If you would like to submit an art piece to the Almanac's monthly publication, please press 3. Please be aware that any love song composed and submitted to the Almanac's art submission will be thoroughly cross-examined by Katrina Rosamond. If you would like to ask about our forecast for this week, please dial 4 to speak with Aster Yuezheng. We will be teaming up with Restless Rendezvous in two weeks to host a planetarium all-nighter. Telescopes, glow sticks, and muffins will be provided. Please bring your own fuzzy blanket and recording devices for any sightings of UFOs that we may find that night. RSVP by next Friday. If you have questions about submitting an idea to our ironically named bedtime story program, please dial 5 to speak with Isaac Espinosa. Isaac will not apologize for the reportedly horrifying and drastically inaccurate voice acting of the character One the Dragon Charmer in the most recent bedtime story, so please do not continue to send him heavily worded complaints about his lack of skill and impressions, as he will continue to make purposely terrible accents otherwise. For our directory, please press zero or remain on the line. Calling. Isaac Espinoza. There is nothing wrong with my dragon growl. To be honest, you sound more like a blender put on low. Oh my goodness! Will this nightmare never end? Irony not intended. I thought you did a great job. You did not. Good night. Wait. Thank you for calling the Insomniac's Almanac. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Please listen to the following. Calling. Isaac Espinoza. I tore up my vocal cords for that story. Well, I was thinking of submitting a story. Oh? Indeed, in that case. May I have your name and the title of your story? My name's Lewin. The story's called The Rain Parade, but I don't know where to send it. Do I just read it out loud to you? No. <laughs> Why on earth would you do that? Well, how do most people do it? Do you have an email? Of course not. We don't even have a website. Uh, that's a bit outdated in this day and age. Good grief. Do you know nothing about not sleeping? The light from screens will keep you awake for even longer. We're not like those hypocrites at the radio station who have their own website and their own phone app, those little bastards. Just send it to our P.O. box. Do you have our address? 
Yeah, I just got my first subscription not too long ago. I wasn't sure if you had, like, a separate P.O. box for submissions. Do you think I have the time to check more than one P.O. box each day? I can hardly carry all that mail along with my coffee as well as my groceries for the day and not be so distracted with everything that I don't get hit by oncoming traffic. Where did that pen come? Where are my pens? Well, it sounds like you need an intern. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. We'd need more hands on deck for delivery. We don't even have enough fingers to peel off all the stamps that we need. What are your qualifications? Insomniac. Not that we're discriminatory, but all our shifts are at night. Smart, quick, willing to deal with crabbiness? Rest assured, we won't be asking them to get us coffee all night. Well, that's good to know. And, understandably, they will have to go through an extensive background check. No history of sleepwalking, no bitterness that will inhibit them from doing anything productive, no affiliations with radio. Has there ever been an incident where any of this was necessary? Excuse me? This is all necessary already. Anyone who subscribes to the Insomniac's Almanac would know that. We just can't deal with any more connection or involvement with 93.5 anymore. We can't handle it. Don't get me started on Will Bryant. Please, get started on Will Bryant. I warned you not to, but now I have to. He's a hypnoster, and he's a monster. What he had done to Taj... What? No. I mean, that is to say what he had done to all of us, theoretically, and generally, and, like, existentially. Yes, exactly that. I mean, I, I don't know how he sleeps at night. I remember Taj mentioning Will. What did he say? Barely anything. Just something about swimming goggles not fitting. Who is Will Bryant? Nobody. I told you not to get me started on him. He's worse than birds. Speaking of which, shut up, birds! I'm back. Aren't you being a little unfair to birds? <laughs> You're joking. If I was not so calm and considerate, I would have taken the little nest of those birds by our window out by now. And exterminate them? No. Take them out of town. And maybe to the mountains, far from human reach. They're horrid. You'll toss and turn in bed and hope that you still have at least another couple of hours to sleep. But no! No, you don't. You just have birds screaming at you that the end of the night is nigh. And you better get to your class, or your nine to five, or your morning shift in an hour. And what a wasted hour that is. Because by then the window is a neon pale blue. Because the sun is rising and you can't sleep because it is far too bright, even though it is not really that bright. And so you try to put your head under the covers, but oh, calamity! It is too hot, and your breath is stuffy, and so you resignedly stick your head out of the covers. But that's no good, because you can still feel the light on the other side of your eyelids. Why are eyelids so thin that you can still see the light in them? Is that not defeating the purpose of eyelids? So you try to twist your blankets around so that you cover your eyes, but have your nose sticking out and your covers are sort of twisted, and it is by no means comfortable. And by the time you find some semblance of a balance between breathing and blindness, you only have about 45 minutes left before doomsday time begins. And all the while, it wouldn't matter, because those damn birds are chirping like hell. There is no peace. There is no hope. Do you not own a sleeping mask? 
What? A sleeping mask? Maybe earplugs? You know, the little eye cover that helps cover up your eyes from any light? Do you think I am an amateur? I'm sorry, what? I have been writing for the Insomniac's Almanac for two years now. Do you think I have not once tried using a flimsy slab of polyester bound by elastic over my hypersensitive face and stuffed styrofoam peanuts into my ear holes, even though they don't stand a chance against the death screams of those songbirds at 4.30 in the morning? Uh, I didn't... I've been an insomniac for five years now. Five long years! When I started these sleepless nights, I used to dabble with all sorts of yoga, sleep therapy, and dark magic to try to get consistent winks of sleep. In the beginning, I promised myself that if this went on for another three years and nothing helped, I'd finally give weed a try. That's bad. And in three days, I did give weed a try, and it was the worst. I smelled like I had run over a skunk on my moped, and its ghost in the form of putrid stench haunted me. And yet I still had to stay awake to choke on my dreadful mistakes. All the while, the birds mocked me for my failures. I invested in blackout curtains, and I bought a fan just for the promise of white noise. I don't like the cold wind brushing up against me when I'm trying to sleep. I don't like the cold in general, but I took a risk. I took those wikiHow raisins of advice that were truly nothing but shriveled remnants of halcyon periods long last. So, yes, sir, I did own a sleeping mask and a pair of earplugs. But to no avail. Okay. Soon you'll be asking if I have ever heard of melatonin. Well, not anymore. It no longer matters. I have dedicated my sleeplessness for a greater good. What good hours spent alive and awake if not used for creation and work, other than lying around in bed, waiting and hoping that if you stay still just for a little longer, you might actually fall asleep before three in the morning. I can't do that. I get too bored and, like, I want to claw my sheets off of me. Well, no one said that falling asleep was peaceful. It's a war. A battle between your body and your insufferably active mind. And good God, am I losing. Oh, gosh. But it's fine. It's fine. We take the fall to serve this town. It's fine. You've been an insomniac for five years? Yes. Five long years. I've been at this for about two months. You're saying it's going to last longer? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So you're saying it's a solid maybe? It could be. Who knows? I'll have a month where I can sleep smoothly. Sometimes three whole months in a row. And Katrina, dear, and during Katrina will take over my position. And then I'll be back to the same old grind of waking up at two in the morning. And then three in the morning. And then four... God knows if it will ever truly leave. It's the most consistent part of my life. That sounds like a chronic illness. It's part of me now, but don't take it from me. Some of our readers have climbed out of it and haven't returned. Do they stop the subscriptions? Yes, of course. No point in using the paper, and they would be awake for delivery at midnight. Sounds like another one leaves the nest. Don't even joke like that. Birds are no laughing matter. Right. Mary sends them cookies if they cancel their subscription. 
she will honestly bake a batch of chocolate chip cookies and ship it to them, not via our intern, a.k.a. her kid brother, on a bicycle or through the milkman, like using actual postage. Every time we hit five people who unsubscribe, Aster toasts us, gets us all some tequilas as a celebration for our efforts. We don't know if we helped, but we don't know if we didn't help either. Katrina thinks otherwise. She will make an entire statistics report on what we had published during those months that theoretically contributed to better sleep, what to avoid, what allegedly resonates best with our drowsy readers, and also wiretaps them to make sure they haven't turned to 93.5 on the radio recently. Taj takes it rather hard, probably because he is the one who actually hangs out with them in the middle of the night. Late-night movie screenings or midnight picnics or what have you. And it's like losing a friend. Well, what do you do? I just keep doing what I do best. Reading people's stories and staying awake between the two of us. I think I'm the only one at the office who is an insomniac for insomnia's sake. Is that lucky or unlucky? Oh, goodness knows. Insomnia is unlucky by nature. All it means is that I haven't the slightest clue what could help. Sometimes the wikiHow is true. Hot milk and honey does work. And sometimes it does as much good as streaking through the park in the moonlight. I don't have anything broiling in me that I must get off my chest, at least not that I know of. And I'm not plagued by the mysteries of time and space. I suppose that makes me clinical. But it does make me a good editor. If I can at least toot my own horn a little bit. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> Pretend I never did that. I never thought the Almanac had an editor-in-chief. Well, that's not my official title. But my colleagues, bless their hearts, they have a tendency to project. Maybe you don't need to talk to someone to sleep. Or maybe going on a nighttime activity isn't what you need, but... They will write like they can save your life. So, what keeps you awake? I thought you don't ask readers directly. It's not like I've never heard of you before. I know you've been calling us for the past several weeks. If we aren't serving you in a way you need, then... There's... No, you are. You all are. You help me get through the night. You do more than I ever could. I sit here and you guys can go on and go on about whatever it is that you're so excited about. So you're saying we talk your ear off? Well, I was trying to say it in a nicer way. I mean, you guys do talk a lot. The blame isn't all on us. You listen a lot. I think I'm just making up for lost time. Can I ask you something? That's why we have a phone directory. Can I ask you if someone had subscribed to you in the past? That's borderline confidentiality breach. I would go ahead and say that it's just a straight-up confidentiality breach. I was trying to be polite. Why do you want to know if someone was an insomniac? Or are you worried that your girlfriend is stealing away somewhere in the night with a lover? No, no, that, that's not what I'm worried about at all. We get two private detectives per quarter staking out our office building because of nervous lovers. It happens. What is their name? You can tell me? Not ethically, but I can at least think the answer silently to myself. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, okay, I'll tell you. Just tell me who you're trying to stalk. No, it, it's not that. I, I don't... The answer wouldn't make a difference. Is the person you're thinking of 
Millie Whistler? Or Kai Bennett? Are you reading from a list of your subscribers to me? Joshua Colbert. Yes? No? Ewan Ainsworth. No, no, don't tell me the answer. You want to know? I do, madly. Th this could be everything he needed, more than anything I could have been. Well, maybe he knew that, but that won't help me sleep at night. What would? To give him a call. You're looking him up on your database now, aren't you? Yes. Don't tell me. I'm not. I don't think I should know. I got you. But it's killing me. I really don't know how you want me to respond here. I just don't want it to be my fault. Maybe I could have done something differently and none of this would have happened. And, well, then I wouldn't even be here talking about something that might not have ever happened if I had only asked him. Maybe there was nothing I could have done and it wouldn't matter whether or not I did. I, I don't know. If I don't, I just don't know if I'd rather be helpless or unhelpful. That's all that I wish I could know, if it was my fault or not. I can't sleep because I don't know if it is or not. Which one is which? Tell me, please. Do you really want to know? Yes. Okay. Well? Ewan has never subscribed to the Almanac. Is that what you wanted to hear? I don't know. Is there anything I can do for you? I I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong answer, didn't I? I I'm sorry. That wasn't help. No, there was no wrong answer. It's just that it, it well, that changes nothing. I'm sorry. Even the past can't change the past. What's your story about? Don't worry about it. It's sort of it's sort of ridiculous. I have a story here about an electric menagerie. We don't shy away from ridiculous. No, it's not that. I'm just not a writer. But you wanted to write. Yeah. Well, what are you trying to say? A lot of things that deserve to be difficult. Sounds like a miserable bedtime story. I just really want to sleep. I don't know what to do. There very well may be nothing that you can do, but that isn't your fault. But why can't I sleep? Maybe you're wired that way. Your body has adapted to having less and less sleep. I can run on only two hours of sleep now, for an entire day, and I forget that I'm bitter about it by ten in the morning. The body is a strange, clever little thing. No, no, it's malfunctioning. It's broken. Because you can't sleep? Because I can't get over anything. I'm stuck. I come to the almanac over and over again, and I know it could help, but I'm stuck at this hurdle I can't let myself get over, and I don't know why, and I'm too incapable or weak to get over it. E even if I fall asleep, nothing changes. I wake up, and I'll remember how much I failed and would rather just go back to sleep again, even though that's not how society demands that I work. Weak? We are from the same Mother Nature as trees. That will literally break through rocks and cement to grow their roots. And everyone praises their endurance and adaptability. You are made of carbon and life as they are. Your cement just looks different. What about him? What about you, and What are you blaming yourself for? For everything? Tell me, why do you do all this? All what? 
Why do you run this almanac if you can't even guarantee that you'll help people sleep? You can't even sleep yourself. What's the point? You know already. To help people get through the night. The worst hour for an insomniac is four in the morning, counting down the hours until they must get back to their daily grind of life or work or school. But sometimes the worst hour of an insomniac's life is at 4 p.m. In their daily grind of life or work or school, terrible nights can also mean terrible mornings and afternoons and evenings. But if we can get you through the night, maybe you can get you through the day, too. We can't avoid the ocean storms we sailed through, but we will endure them together. I wish you'd talk to him first. You say that, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't subscribe to us for a reason. We're not for everyone. Why else do you think we have hipsters for hypnos? I thought you would say they're a scam. I, mean, I would say that, but they're here for a reason. We can't forget that. What does that mean? <sighs> That's not mine to talk about. I mean, I am against them, but I can't say that I don't understand them. I don't want 93.5. I don't even want sleep. Well, I mean I do. Who am I kidding? I love sleep more than I love most people, but in the end, it's... It's not the answer. Not the one I need. How can we help get you through the night, Lewin? You have reached the voicemail inbox of... Isaac Espinoza? My story is simple. Once upon a time, I went to bed and I couldn't fall asleep. I thought to myself, okay, that's strange. Let me try again the next night. Next time rolled around and lo and behold, I was awake at six in the morning with that one song from the radio that goes, boom, 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 going on and on in my head. And I thought, okay, let me try going to bed early tonight. Let me go on a run and stay away from my laptop and not drink black coffee. Zip, I thought to myself, well, I guess I'm just going to die then. Because clearly there was no better explanation to this sudden interruption of my natural pattern. I didn't know it at the time, but slowly, and then all at once, I became an insomniac. For the first few years, I blamed my insomnia on something new. First year, I thought it was reason number one, stress. I was studying like hell all day and night, trying not to flunk my scholarship. Surely, it's just that. I resolved reason number one by graduating, eventually, and realizing that yes, there is even life without graduating summa cum laude, although I still hold that I could've if I had just gotten enough sleep. Anyway, I thought I had cracked it, solved this impossible puzzle. Then the next year, it would start all over again. I threw myself into my bed and then find myself picking mindlessly at my calluses because I could just not stop being distracted by it. Before I knew it, it was 4.45 a.m. and could recall every minute of the past six hours with terrible clarity. I had not cured myself like I thought I did. Was I plagued with guilt or had unresolved tension in my life that was doing me more bitterness than peace? An itching conscience that regretted something I said three weeks ago? I go to confession, I go to my enemies, and I bury the hatchets and patch a piece. 
and then I would crawl into bed and sleep four days. Did I do those things out of the goodness of my heart or out of desperation, a bargaining chip to just get a little shut-eye? I like to think it was the former. I was quick to blame another reason for my lack of sleep. Anxieties, questions, or frustrations. I tackled them like a rugby player, told my anxieties to eat mud, slept for another couple of months, exhilarated by the miracle. But even then, that didn't last. When I least suspected it, the insomnia returned, and I was in a state of panic for another month, rummaging through my mind of what could possibly be keeping me awake. Unturned stones or potential disasters or miseries I wasn't even aware of that I needed to bunt out of my head? I scoured WebMD just to assure myself that yes, I did have cancer. Good thing that I checked that out. Don't mind me while I spend the next three hours imagining my own funeral at three in the morning. But somehow, my body followed suit. It waved coffee away without thinking twice because I can sleep two hours tops and still bike three miles for my commute. I watch Mythbusters and find actual relief that they proved that even just lying down and closing your eyes is good for you. I've learned the art of napping, even if it's at 6 p.m. before dinner. Yes, there are nights where I feel like I'm dying, and my head hurts from just feeling the pillow too keenly, or my limbs feel stiff no matter which way I lie, and I scramble to calculate the hours of sleep I'd get if I fell asleep right at 3.29 a.m., and if it would be worth taking a melatonin or five just to avoid this Bermuda Triangle of the night. Insomnia is not unnatural, but it is still unpleasant. Then it struck me. I am simply an insomniac. Not a tortured soul, not a battered mind. Or at least those are not what defined my sleepless nights. Yes, I can be those things in periods of my life, and I'm glad that I had wrestled with them and put them in their place. They make my days and nights far easier. Even if I spend both of those frustratingly awake. I can build dams or break them down or adjust my sails to ride the currents more smoothly, but I can't change the rise and falls of the tides of sleep. Is insomnia like terrible cancer that I must constantly try to cure or else it will kill me? Or is it like grief or chronic condition that I must carry from my living room to my workroom to the grocery store, and with enough time and support, the load will slowly lessen? I can tell you what insomnia has robbed of me. Excitement for the end of the day, for one. After a long day in the office, I know I'll still have to crawl onto my sofa and mull around for another 12 hours. A break from my head. There's no better way to just switch off the thoughts and exist in some peaceful bliss than sleep. Instead of being up and left with that annoying roommate that is a song stuck in my head for five days straight. Or the embarrassing memories of something I did ten years ago. It robbed me of normal hours. And a heartier immune system. It robbed me of sleep. And I miss it something mad. And I'll still get cranky because honestly, who wouldn't? But I gained a passion for something beyond myself, a community that I can pour into, this strange, sleepy community that hopes aliens exist and attend Bhangra classes at two in the morning. 
I gained enemies, or rather, an enemy. I learned what it was like to lose trust and be stranded. I gained about ten stories a week that I can t- sink my teeth into and then critique the hell out of, because the almanac must be perfection. But anyway, and most of all, I gained Mary and Taj and Aster and Katrina, and I will guard them with my life. These sort of treasures you can only dig up in the middle of the night. Just like how some of the most beautiful flowers only grow in the deep caves, where no light has ever breached. Anyway, who wants to hear my new dragon voice? Thank you for calling the Insomniac's Almanac. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Please listen to the fo- Calling. Lewin Colette. Hi, Lewin here. Have you gotten any sleep? The Insomniac's Almanac is written by Anna Chen with character concepts by Anna Chen and Molly Miklos. Voice talent is by Justin Fritz and Brendan Pfeiffer. Music by Lobo Loco and Kevin MacLeod. Can't sleep? Want to contribute to the vent of the week? Email us at insomniacsalmanac at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at iAlmanacPodcast. Or check out our website at insomniacsalmanac.weebly.com for updates. If you would like to subscribe, in other words, make a donation, please click the donate button and make all our daydreams come true. Thanks for listening.